Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this... I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And we're back. Welcome back to the 43 Feet Podcast. Uh, my name is Dark Helmet. I'm your host. And I have been a little bit absent for a little bit of time. And my apologies for that, Nation. Uh, we've been a little sleepy on this end. And part of it's because, you know, finding guests for this podcast is harder than I <laughs> It's actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, and, uh, and so that's part of it. And then part of it has been just, you know, uh, sometimes you're OBE, right? Overwhelmed by events. And that's the way life goes. So, but, so I'm not saying we're rebooting the reboot of the reboot, but kind of <laughs> we are a little bit. Um, and so here we are. Uh, I am joined today by the shared leadership team of F3 Nation. And that kind of really tells you, this is how we're going to proceed forward with 43 from here. We're still going to have guests uh, that come on that talk about leadership and, and topics that are, are relevant to F3 and the, you know, the, the things that we're trying to do and to teach leadership and, and talk about, you know, how we, how we do that in our world. Right. But also uh, in the meantime, when we don't have guests on, especially, I really thought, and we talked as a leadership team, as a shared leadership team for F3 Nation, we talked about the fact that if we're really supposed to be with this podcast, if we're really supposed to be carving out the next 43 feet and saying, Hey, this is where we see the nation going. And this is where we think your leadership ought to be going. I thought, what better individuals to hear from than the guys that are attempting, as we all are, to carve it. Uh, and so joining me today is the entirety, uh, as, uh, <laughs> as Gobbler called them once, the dark six. Uh, I guess in a way we're kind of the dark plus six or the dark seven, or I, I don't really know. But that's not important. The point is the entire leadership team is here. And so I'll, I'll just kind of run through uh, and introduce them all to you. Uh, and then we will kind of get into sort of the format and, and what we're going to talk about uh, on today's podcast and how we're going to approach 
the upcoming and subsequent podcasts. So joining me today is the weasel shaker for F3 Nation, Eric Gobbler Novak. Say hey. You want me to say something here? Say hello. How you doing? Yeah, that would be the appropriate thing to do at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah. Nate, how you doing, Nation? How, how's, how's everyone doing today? <laughs> uh, also joining uh, is uh, the head of communications. Uh, you all know him uh, from many other podcasts and all of the wonderful things that he does to keep us informed in F3 Nation. The, the kitty himself, Mr. Brian Jonas. Hey, good to be here. Uh, 1,000th time, long time. And uh, we're bringing funny bones back. I've officially decided <laughs> that for this show. Bones is back, baby. Bones is back. Let's Good. do it. Good. Good we're going to refer to you as funny bones uh, for the entirety of this podcast and Love possibly it. subsequent podcasts. Excellent. Uh, the head of sectors for F3 Nation, Mr. G.M.O. Haley. Oh, you know what? That's a good point, too. I should have said Gobbler, who is all the way out in the Puget Sound. That's the, the West Coast. Uh, you know, Pacific Northwest, way up in that uh, area. Kitty is uh, just over in the eastern part of the state above me in North Carolina, over in Carpex. And GMO, head of sectors, is uh, in St. Louis, right there, kind of smack in the middle-ish. GMO, welcome. Louis Gateway Super Region, exploding here in the Midwest. Good to be with you, Dark Helmet and the SLT. Uh, I go by GMO as well. And uh, my sector cues often like to say, "Uh uh-oh, we're being G mode. So I've turned into a verb recently as well. (laughs) Good to be here. Uh, We we may explore exactly what that means later. (laughs) It feels good. Let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) Well, you know, as I often say, get it where you can. Uh, The head of expansion for F3 Nation, he hails from as I once used to love to call it the Saratoga Springs area, but it's actually the Sarasota Springs area uh, down in Florida, Mr. David Kelly. That might explain why you've never come to visit because you kept going up to New York instead of Florida, but uh, <laughs> appreciate the opportunity to join this leadership team and join this podcast. Looking forward to, to sharing some nuggets. Excellent. You, you may recognize that voice that there's Bing, uh, David Kelly, and uh, also joining um, two of the newer-ish members of the SLT that kind of rolled on recently. Uh, the first of which is the head of leadership development, hailing also from the eastern part of North Carolina, but a slightly different eastern part than uh, Kitty. Uh, Bono, Mr. Seth Brown. Seth Brown, 47 Bono. In, Bono. In GMO, nice. like you, my, my name has also been turned into a verb when you're Bono, but it's probably not as pleasant as being GMO. So, well, I'll guarantee you. Yeah. It probably means you're being peppered with questions and asked to commit to things that you don't really want to do. (laughs) My my fellows down here in in ENC know that for sure. One one leaves you exhausted. The other one leaves you satisfied and longing for more. You guys can decide. There you go. (laughs) And the last member, the newest member uh, of this group of clearly uh, well-behaved adults, uh, is Mr. Chris Gambino, F3 Bada Bing, out of the Jacksonville, Florida area. Uh, appreciate it, Dark Helmet, longtime listener, first-time caller here. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's right, uh, Chris Gambino, 40 Bada Bing, out of Jacksonville, uh, the Jacksonville region, and also known uh, for winning the Shortest Shorts and the Gloom Award for our region, multiple years in a row. Uh, happy to be here, head of technology for the nation, this is my, I guess, coming out party, if you will, uh, which I say that uh, with all sincerity. We are, we are 
nary three minutes into this thing and we've had <laughs> coming out we've, parties we've offended everyone and uh what was that fng's name that you mentioned before hot beef okay <laughs> yeah I, I queued the workout this morning and and jackson invited an fng we nicknamed him hot beef come on i mean we're just and the hits just keep on coming so why are we here is the big question, I guess, and why these men, uh, I mentioned it and kind of alluded to it a little bit uh, earlier, and that is that uh, the, these men are the men that I feel bring the talent and ability and sensibility uh, to leading uh, F3 Nation and, and moving us forward in a way uh, that can affect and uh, help the most sad clowns uh, in the world. And they are chosen very specifically uh, for very specific reasons, not just their, their mammon skill sets or anything like that, but also their, their particular personalities and their particular ways of looking at the world. It's so important that we have a shared leadership team and that we have it in such a way that it continues to pull tension in all the right directions. That's not a, a reference to being GMO'd, by the way, um, but being all the tension being pulled in the right direction so that we get the best results. This is something that I think that, that people struggle with um, a lot of times in, in creating a shared leadership team and in, in, in you know, building teams in general, is we have a tendency to want to uh, just ask our friends to help us, guys that are like us, guys that think like us, guys that, that do things the way that we do things so that we can appreciate it and we can feel validated. I love feeling validated. It's a good feeling. Um, but oftentimes, me validating myself is not what I ought to be looking for in order to get the best result in my leadership. And so I call upon men, these six men, uh, to help me to, again, not just for their particular skill sets, but also to help keep the, the nation on the rails. Because left alone to myself, well-intentioned uh, beyond reason, but I would run it off. It just there's, there's not really a, 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 a question about that. It's yep. just because when you have one man deciding something, that's typically what happens. And so we join together and we will be joining you every week here on the 43 Feet Podcast together, uh, as many of us as can make it on a given week. Uh, and we will be talking about different leadership topics. Um, and so again, kind of as I uh, sort of segued in there, the first one we thought would be useful to talk about this leadership team and how maybe to form a shared leadership team, which as Hello Kitty pointed out is Q3.1 in our idiot numbering system. If you haven't it, been following along. And obviously we hope that you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <clears throat> I'm going to throw my thought out there, uh, and I want everybody to kind of weigh in and, you know, chew on it a little bit. Uh, but as I started building a leadership team, but you know, because I was asked um, to to take this position, it had not existed before. There was no, you know, okay, as president, here's what you're going to need. You're going to need this kind of position. You're going to need this, this, you know, whatever. So I had to kind of look and say, okay, what are our, sort of our functional areas uh, of F3? What are the things that we do? And then who do I know around the nation? Thankfully, I had traveled quite a bit uh, and met a lot of good people, and also I kind of watch a lot. Um, who are the Nantans that are really killing it? Who are guys in regions that I see a lot on Twitter that I see a lot in Slack or mm -hmm. that I hear a lot about, right? And I kind of would, would try and, and get to know them uh, and understand who they are. So I understand how will the nation be able to use them later? Uh, and then typically I would go, I'll call them and be like, you have 30 days. And then you're, <laughs> and then you're automatically recruited. <laughs> Everyone's nodding. Uh, you can't see it. This is exactly how it went down. Yeah, but that, everyone's not exactly like, yeah, Wait a minute. I never actually got to hold the position he hired me for before he rehired me for another one. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and to Gambino's point, like 
I'm pretty sure you were guaranteed a 90 day slow roll in. <laughs> yeah, it was a lie. It was a total. Was a- <laughs> I'm in the deep end of the pool, boys. That's yeah, all so- good. So we looked at the functional areas. I looked at you know what we have, and I said, okay, we obviously mm-hmm. need someone to help us with expansion. We obviously need someone to help us with you know communications and IT. I need somebody to try and help keep my brain you know in check, and uh, and then we need someone you know for sectors and leadership. You know, we need all these jobs. Uh, so who do you choose, and why do you choose them? Uh, and I, so just given the brief rundown here, I chose men like Bono and GMO and Gobbler. Because they have a very different way of looking at the world than I do. They're very detail-oriented. They're much, much better at planning things uh, and looking at how things get executed. Bono and, and GMO and, and actually and Gobbler too, actually, all of them have a, a very unique talent. for. You know, we say look 43 feet ahead. These guys are like... 86 feet, maybe even like, you know, 196 feet. Like <laughs> they look way far ahead, um, much further than I typically have the ability to do. Unless I really, I mean, anybody can if you sit and do the thinking, right? But uh, typically, you know, my I'm 43, man. And that's about as much as you're going to get. And so these guys have this ability to kind of really, you know, future cast and look forward and say like, well, if we do this, then here's how we see that might play out. And gentlemen, let me ask you a couple of questions. First, do we always agree on everything? Rarely. We, we had four different times when we were going to do this call today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, my, my inability to communicate is not, it's not, it's not exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and it was a, que- a simple question, right, that prompted all the misunderstanding that then clarified the understanding, right? So that yeah. really thought we'd just know when to show up and, and that we'd all be on time and, and know what time zone we're all in as well. So. Yeah. Also proof that we're relying upon our calendars for sure. But I think it, you know, to answer your question seriously, Dark Helmet, no, we don't. But the good news is we have phenomenal conversations talking about each other's point of view and area. But at the end of the day, each one of us has kind of our area of expertise. And, you know, we go with what we think is right. But we're also really good about taking in, you know, the feedback that we've gotten from everybody else on the team. Yeah. You know, a shared leadership team doesn't require that we agree on everything, but it does require that we trust each other, right? We have shared virtue and we have mutual competence. And when you start looking at those three elements that make up a shared leadership team, we might not agree on everything. We had a a, a long, incredible, incredibly detailed retreat that we went on, I guess it was late January. And while we didn't agree on every issue, we trusted each other with every single decision that we had to make there. And that's the key to a group like ours. It's got seven alpha males in a group. Like, good luck with well, that. Six alpha males. Sure. Yeah. We don't I'll let you to, guess who's not. No. <laughs> so, Kitty, to, to play on that, I, I would say probably it's a requirement that a shared leadership team does not agree. Mm. I mean, part mm. of it is almost a requirement of who is that guy to be that that 10th man to make sure there's not group think. Who's the guy who's thinking from a different perspective. And that's why it's, it's really cool to have very different people in a team and, and not look at, you know, what strengths, I think dark Helm, what you were saying, not necessarily who my friends are um, and who I want on the team, but looking at strengths that I need on the team to think differently, uh, to push the team forward. And when you were mentioning GMO gobbler and I, we, I would go back to strength finder and we're all the strategic thinkers and that's why you, you mentioned that, right? And so I think doing some things and, and thinking just what are the strengths in those those areas was pretty neat to think of what role do we play? And then also how do we make sure other guys have an opportunity to, to play different roles to push our thinking? Oh, mm-hmm. I agree, Gobbler. And I would just take that a little further there. You know, 
the three of us do score high on the strength finders and critical lean, strategic lean, but even when the three of us get together, it's not the same. There's actually some, some very important differences that start to highlight where we don't necessarily move at the same speed. We have different tolerances for how much risk we're willing to take and how much we really need to put it down to, to how much we need to have in line. And um, it causes a balance across the team that enables us to make sure that I think the whole nation stands a better chance at, of succeeding because we, we can't just move at my speed. We can't just move at your speed. We can't move at Hill and Kitty's speed. It's just we have to all find a, 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 you know, a way to jive and move together. I think the other thing I'd call out, too, is the time we spent in our leadership retreat getting to know each other personally. And we all are very passionate about the mission and the core principles and the credo. And so even while we try to be high impact and we are alpha, it always is second to our mission. And we trust each other that we have the right attitude. We have the right passion. We have the right direction in mind to serve the nation and not serve ourselves, which I think is really critical in a shared leadership team that you're finding men who are aligned to the mission and they're going to make the decision that's right for the PACs, not necessarily for their political advantage or their uh, recognition. Um, and so I think that's just something really important to, to call out as well. I agree. In fact, uh, you know, you guys were talking about strategic. Strategic actually is my number one on uh, StrengthsFinder, but clearly it comes out way different <laughs> mm-hmm. than, than you other three guys, right? I mean, it's, it's complete, it comes out in a completely different way because strategic doesn't necessarily mean you know, long-term thinking. It means yeah. you know, looking at different situations from a strategic point of view. And, um, but if you look at also those three guys the, on their strengths finder, the, the things that they, they do in terms of how they um, desire information and the amount of information that they need and want in order to make decisions and things like that, that, that I would say is probably almost completely opposite on the mm-hmm. spectrum uh, from, from how I function. Now, uh, Gambino, you weren't there at the uh, retreat because you, you weren't in this position yet, but I also know that you hold a strategic uh, bent in your strength finder also. Yeah, little did you know I had taken the Strengths Finder years ago, and I've actually taken it twice, and it's changed over the years. But for the most part, I'm also a strategic achiever, maximizer. Obviously, very competitive, especially in the shorts game in the length. Uh, and then mine has changed a little bit. Uh, I have that sort of positivity, and then it used to have that winning others over strength. But uh, you know, I've gotten a little harder over the years, and I don't win as many people over. But I'm also not as uh, you know, you might say, I'm not trying to ride the goo nation train to win everybody over anymore. Well, that's fair. And woo is mm-hmm. one of my, my big ones, but, um, but uh, you know, who knows that might be like number seven, right? Yeah. If you're only looking at your top five, it's tough to know. And they do shifts, you know, a little bit in terms of where they, they fall on those things. Uh, Kitty, what were you going to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, you know, one of the things that GMO mentioned too, is, you know, we, we set aside that intentional time to get to know each other. And I think it's worth guys at the region level. I mean, look, we're short a P in the three P's. Right. We can't be proximate to each other because we're separated by miles and miles and miles. Right. But we have to. So that means we have to double down with our virtual proximity. And it also means we have to double down with our ability to be periodic and real ability to be purposeful. Right. Like when we use our time to get together, that's why GMO talks about being missional. And then the one thing for you guys at the region level is I think you've got to set aside individualized time with your shared leadership team to not just make decisions, but to to constantly be getting to know each other, to be able to lean into that 
proximity piece because it, it's what you have that rounds out the group that I think puts guys at the region. Guys are listening at their region level, you know, they're formulating their SLTs is to think about how you're intentional with spending quality time with those guys outside of the gloom, outside of that 45 minutes to really get to know each other. Cause then hopefully that puts you in the best position to make decisions, to push on each other. And also to realize like, you know what, this week I might have to be the guy who pushes back. Cause I feel like we're all kind of clicking on the same thing. Maybe I got to try to unearth some stuff, right. To at least get us to think a little differently. That's a, that's a cool uh, challenge and opportunity. I think for guys locally to be able to kind of lean in on that. Yeah. And I think we're talking about strength finders quite a bit here and to recognize that F3 is free and it's fun. Right. And so strength finders is Clifton strength finders. So if you guys want to look it up, you might want to try it with your leadership team. The beauty of it is that you want to know what your strengths are and operate from your strengths because that's what gives you energy and passion and it's easy and it's fun and time flies. Those things that aren't that way are a struggle and a challenge and a barrier. But if you know somebody else in your SLT is good at that and loves it, you know how to partner with him to help you be successful and accelerate uh, your mission. So just a little tool that we've used that uh, really adds to a lot of our conversation and our ability to understand and respect um, our buddies on, on the team. Because I think it's it's really easy to form a team, especially a shared leadership team of all your friends. I mean, that's, that's you know, I even think back to when I first got my region started, that was the first inclination was, who do I spend the most time with? But that's not the most productive way of going about it. I mean, even when we've invited members onto these teams or into this team, <clears throat> you know, we question, are we going to get along with this guy? Is he going to drive us nuts? Do we want to deal with this guy? Cobbler, I don't know why you're automatically assuming that's you, but, <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, Nevada, you were easier. It, it was Cobbler. Um, <clears throat> but at the end oh, of the see, day. I thought it was me the whole time. I, I <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's where you have to look at your strengths and realize differing perspectives and differing opinions and differing ideas just make you stronger because it makes you stronger as it forces you to open up and listen but it also forces you to realize that you know your own opinion isn't the only opinion and that's why you have a shared leadership team so uh the other thing too is is really make sure that it represents the region as a whole I mean, you see a guy who has strength in certain areas then it's a natural to put him in that role uh, to throw a friend in a position like a third FQ, uh, but he's never attended a third F just because mm -hmm. he's a buddy of yours makes no yeah. sense. You're not going to have the respect of the packs uh, if they see that guy has never done anything, but they see a guy who started a number of book studies or Bible studies or, you know, discussions within the third F area and he gets the nod, people are going to follow. So I, I just, I really encourage that because we see it all too often and we get accused often of having clicks within F3. Do not encourage a click by naming it as your shared leadership team. That's a, that's a very good point. And I think that's a, um, I got really hot and bothered one time when I was in another region about, uh, I'm not naming regions. So I'll just say somewhere else. Um, and it, to be honest, it was, no one was trying to do anything wrong. It just was something that I saw that got underneath my skin and they, they decided to have a quote unquote SLT meeting right after the workout. And well, the problem is not everyone was there, right? You can't, you know, you have, when you have multiple workouts for the week, like you said, it's the inclination is, Oh, we've got most of the shared leadership team here after the workout. Let's just stop for 30 minutes and have a meet a leadership meeting. Well, no, because not everyone's there and you fit, people will feel excluded. You, you have to separate your shared leadership meetings from your workouts, from your AOs deliberately. 
Otherwise, you know, you're going to put people are going to feel like, oh, I have to go to this AO in order to be a member of the leadership team. And that's that, that goes down the wrong path. And, and you know, you really got to make sure you're spreading guys around. So we got hot and bothered and spread them around. OK, good. Uh, no, no, but that's a, that is a that's a really good point. Gob. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that kind of reminds me of something to a couple different things. One is uh, Bono one time told, you know, as we were trying to talk about, like, you know, how do we manage this? Because there were just some leadership groups that were just not getting along. And there was a lot of like, you know, catty things happening. And he said, you know, the problem is we seem to be having the meeting outside the meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys would meet as a shared leadership team. And then this little faction would break off over here and chit chat about this little faction over here, you know, and these guys, they were not being unified. They were not being, uh, you know, truly uh, shared. Right. And so, you know, that you just made me think of that when you said, you know, clicks and all this kind of stuff that that's, I think, somewhat of the danger of like pulling just your buddies in because you're going to, you know, relate to your buddies. Go ahead, Bono. I, I, I was actually right on the same point. It's almost like, so what challenges do you see? And I think that's one of the, the key ones is when you start talking business, excluding people, then you're not able to, to, to get the, the benefit of the entire team. Uh, so right there, that's a sort of a fine line, especially the concept of a meeting after a meeting. Hey, we decided this. Well, we didn't decide anything because it was outside of the meeting time. And that's not the time to do that. And that's when your trust, I think, Kitty, what you were saying, what's important, the trust, um, those key pieces of a shared leadership team are eroded when those things happen because then, you know, why was I not part of it? And it could just be, Gobbler, what you're talking about. You weren't at the workout that day. That's why. It wasn't intentional, but trust is eroded because we weren't being proactive in how we set it up and, and those things. Yeah, I think there's another uh, thing to recognize in forming an SLT due to the maturity of your region. So, for example, when you're a new region, you may be the Nantan, the first guy that's starting this region, and you're just glad that men are showing up to work out with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right? fair. Okay, that's and, fair. And he may not be the best first F, second F, third F, Q, but he's a guy who's willing to volunteer in order to hold the region together and help it build its first foundation. But there's also the next evolution where you've got to find the right man for the right role, similar to the discussion we were just having around strength finders. You want a first F guy who's going to give a great beatdown, a second F guy who is Mr. Party Pants and likes to bring people together, and a third F guy who wants to reach out in the community or hold Q source discussions, right? Some guy who's really good at listening and helping move men through the G3O. So there's a a document, a shared leadership team document in the Stuff Worth Trying manual that you might start to look at. www.stuffworthtrying.com. <laughs> Thank you, Doa. Um, but that's really critical as you move into that next evolution for your SLT to find the right man for the right role. Um, everything is going to work a lot more clear and easily and more accelerated when you find that guy. And it also helps the Nantan at some level to hold those men accountable to what they've committed to when they understand the role clarity. Um, And the reason, you know, that's obviously important is because your PACS is always watching you. Are you a good leadership team? Is the time I'm investing in this worth the time I'm spending contributing to leading cues and leading cue source? So you need to make sure that you're following uh, the F3 best practices in order to continue to build the trust and for your PACs to follow your leadership into their acceleration in their lives. And to reiterate what you said, GMO, 
Um, some regions might be fairly new and not have set up this SLT yet uh, structure, but they have guys who are volunteering to lead second F events and do things like that. But then the next iteration of it is to kind of hand select men who you think are going to be really good to accelerate your region across the different Fs and all the other uh, things like QSource that you need and be able to really plan out and have those strategic strengths, if you will, that we hit on earlier to uh, really uh, bolster the region into what could potentially compete with St. Louis's super region status. <laughs> what do you guys think? Does, does a region have to have an SLT? Is it critical? That's a, that's a great question to, to bring up because obviously from an expansion standpoint, we get that quite a bit. You know, a guy says, I just launched, I've got eight packs. Should I have an SLT? You know, the, the, my answer is yes, but start building it. You're going to wear a lot of those hats, but do not hesitate to begin filling those positions. I mean, I was fully guilty of wearing all the hats for far too long when, when the Suncoast launched uh, because it was going well. And I thought, why change it? But once you bring in a guy who's a phenomenal writer and does a great job with the comms and you bring in a weasel shaker who, you know, is just breathing and bleeding F3 and, and people respected him in that role, you start to realize like other guys can do this stuff better. So don't be afraid to acknowledge the fact that, you know, somebody else could help. And at the same time, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to get all these men accelerating. And it should not be on one person's shoulders. But, you know, when you just start, start a region, it's really hard to, to, you know, pick the first five guys and say, that's your SLT. That's not how it should work. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to start, those guys will start to identify themselves. You'll start to see the qualities that you know is needed in each of those roles. And, and some of those guys might carry two of the roles at one time. But, uh, but you know, let, let them until you find that next person to then, you know, put into that role. But, yeah, I think, I think a region, and we see it over and over again, if, if they're not living the mission, they're not following the mission, not following the core principles in many cases, it's, they don't have a strong leadership team to keep them on the rails. And that's, that's a lot of what the leadership team's all about. It, Bing, as you were talking, you got me thinking about almost, you know, organizational chart. And when you're a new entrepreneur, a lot of times you feel every single thing. And what's important, I think, is to make sure that you have the organizational chart, because as, as what you're talking about, as soon as you find that guy who's comms, you can quickly pass that off and, and give him opportunities first. I think it's the key opportunities to try. It. Hey, here's here's this. Try it. Here's this. Try it. And when he's proven successful, then say, all right, now you're going to take this role. So it's not a matter of, oh, you like Twitter. Now you're the comms guy with no training. It's a matter of give a guy opportunities, give him a time to learn from failure slowly. And then, boom, he's ready to fill the role quickly. So that way there's a process involved, even as a small region, uh, to give guys opportunity. And if you're a larger region, the whole idea with leadership development process is who are the, guy, the future leaders? Who are the guys you're giving opportunities to ahead of time? So that way they're already proven themselves. So when it comes up to the point of, hey, our next first FQ is blank, they're already a leader, they've led the CSOC, they've organized success, and boom, it's easy to follow them because they've already proven themselves. I don't know if anybody else is as deeply disturbed as I am that Bono and I seem to be like way on the same page today, but um, <laughs> it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some truth to that too. But no, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the exercise that was given to me to do you know, early when I started getting really serious about my business, you know, a buddy of mine who's a consultant said, Hey, look, fill up, you know, draw the whole org chart. 
as and put your name in every every spot because you're the only guy who can do it. And then, you know, you slowly start hiring for those things. And in our case, you know, volunteers, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great exercise and it sends you down a path of intentionality, you know, of recognizing and going, what am I really trying to do here? You know, and what kind of organization am I trying to build, you know, before I just willy nilly, you know, kind of just head off and go, Oh, we, oh, I think we need this, or I think we need that. Right. Uh, whatever it might be. Gobble, you had something. Yeah, to, to pick back on what Bono was saying, you know, this is, you know, why Grow Ruck, one of the things that is very, it's very important for a region is it, it gives you an opportunity to go out and find guys that haven't maybe stepped up. Maybe they're talking about it, but they're afraid to step into a role, what I call a, an undefined and open-ended role, right? So when you're at first FQ, second FQ, you're, you're responsible for this whole program of stuff and trying to do things and coordinating people. But a, a you know, setting up a grow ruck has a definite beginning and a definite end, and you execute it. And a, a lot of people are really they shy away from jumping into a role where they they don't know where their left and right boundaries are, their their front and the back. But if you give them, okay, you have ninety days or one hundred twenty days, this job will be done in one hundred twenty days. Guys, a lot of them will be much more willing to volunteer and to jump into it. And then you can evaluate, you can see how they're doing, you can say, oh hey, they did really well at this, but not so much at this. And then that's a whole team. I mean, it's easy if you're doing a, 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 a grow rock to bring five or six guys in and see how they're going to do. You can evaluate those five to six guys over, you know, three to four months, give them some pointers, and then you can figure out, oh, that guy's ready. That guy needs more work. And that's how you do it. But if you're never doing these events, CSOPs and, and different opportunities like that, you're never giving guys the opportunity to step up in little bite-sized chunks and to build their skills before they're ready to get to the big game. Yeah, we've often said F3's uh, leadership development organization disguised as a workout. I hate the word disguised because it's a great damn free workout. Um, but if you're the only one that's doing the leadership and making all the decisions, you're not following the leadership development um, to help other men lead. Plus, it gets to be such a burden for you to have to do everything. You get worn out and then nobody else wants to step on your role when you're ready to. And they're step terrified. So exhausted. So spread the weight early, my brothers. Nobody wants to follow in that guy's shoes. I can promise you that. I can't do all that. I don't want to do all that. It doesn't look fun. He looks worn out. Right? Right. Look, how, look how miserable that dude is. And it's important to identify kind of the expectations of it. I mean, I, that, that's another flaw we had down here is the guy that one of the guys that I was going to hand it off to said, I, I you know, he thought it was a four year sentence. I mean, uh, term. And, uh, you know, cause that, that's what it was when I was in the role until I got that, you've got 30 days, come on, thing, let's go, uh, from dark helmet. But, uh, but that was, that was, you know, big mistake on my part is that, you know, some of the guys thought that the roles that they were stepping into was much, much longer than it needed to be much longer, much, you know, more detailed than it had to be. Uh, so just making sure that, you know, a shared leadership team, you know, in F3, and as you learn in Free to Lead, it's all about rotating leadership. Uh, so you're not in this role for more than, you know, uh, you know, more than the necessary time. There's no set rule. There's no set term. You know, there's there's no running twice. You know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. He just pointed off in the distance and then took his handcuff off and quickly clamped it on another man and ran <laughs> away. Yeah, exactly. Hey, to the shovel flag. <laughs> Yeah, and it ties in nicely to the uh, Q source point Q two dot two 
in the idiot naming system (laughs) falling with uh, influence. Right. So you, you basically just look for that guy who's basically, who's exceptional at what they, what they do. Right. And, and then they have a passion for it and they're kind of already leading from the front and let's take comms for instance, since that's sort of my space I like to play in. Um, And Hey, listen, I mean, you know, they're, they're good at videos. They're good at uh, posting on the social medias. And that's the guy you want. They're passionate about it, going back to their strengths. And it's just easy for them. It comes naturally. And so, you know, find those guys who are already exceptional at what they do and can influence other men uh, in that direction. It's that, it's, it's that whole concept of zebra jockeying, right? Where, you know, the uh, you're standing outside a barn, you're getting ready to head to town and you're waiting for a horse. But if a zebra is what comes out, then you probably ought to ride that. <laughs> you know, like you just got to get to town. Doesn't really matter what exits the barn. So, uh, but that's exactly right. You find the guy who's already headed toward town and just, you know, hit your wagon. Mm-hmm. Get on a donkey if that's all that was available. Dark helmet. <laughs> I don't care if the thing's walking backwards, Gmo. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and bada bing, I, th- I think what you're talking about then is, is being intentional about giving opportunities so, so you know what that guy ha- does. That, how does that guy influence others? How do guys choose to follow him? And, and that way it's a whole lot easier to accept the new guy leading because he's already doing that. And being very intentional about that, I think, is one of the key things when you think about that leadership development process. I think something else I'm seeing across the nation, too, is Nantans that roll off that role, they're very popular. They're very engaged. They feel very important. And there's a bit of a mindset and a little bit of a uh, emotional journey they have to go through to back off, to allow that next Nantan to lead Mm -hmm. and not to be the person that the PACS continues to go to. He needs to be humble and he needs to go through the stages of grief because it is a very fun, exciting, just important role. And so to just back off and allow that Nantan and those packs to attach to that new leader is important uh, for us to also promote and support. Especially if they were the, sorry, I was going to say, especially if they were the new guy, if it was a new region and they were the plant guy, Mm. man, that's really tough. Gobbler Mm. had something in that kitty. Yeah, as you say, you know, um, that that comes up quite frequently. Say, like, what, what does the Nantan do when he rolls off? And I, and I think that is a valid point. You know, some guys go through stages of grief, but the best way to process those is to step up to lead something else. You know, there's there's other things within the nation. Like if you think that once you're a Nantan, you've reached the apex of leadership within F3, um, call Bono. All right. I think he's got some places for you. Call GMO. I think he can plug you in somewhere. And if those two don't call me, I'll find something for you to do somewhere you know there's plenty of things uh things not getting done within the nation and you know if you if you're going through the stages of grief of having stepped out you know that that's fine endure it we'll give you 48 hours and then let's get you let's find you something uh the best way to to grieve a you know to grieve a past relationship and start a new one so let's help you out there (laughs) I think you got to look at. I'm not sure that's accurate, but and, I like and, where your yeah, head is. And eat a bunch. You got to eat a bunch of ice cream too. I think is part of, if I remember. Look in your own region too, right, guys? I mean, there's plenty to continue to do within your in the region. Well, you got to remember too, right? Like, what, what's the role and what's the job of the Nantan? Right, is provide vision, be a cheerleader for the region, right? To help make decision making, you know, put a leadership team around. That doesn't mean that you can't provide some leadership and do the things that you naturally are gifted at doing right when you roll out of that position. And maybe it's finding something that you've wanted to really sink your teeth into, right? And Nantan should be up at sort of a, a higher level, right? It's overseeing a lot of what's happening. It doesn't make him a CEO or anything, but maybe if you roll off of that, maybe you get a chance to, maybe you want to lead QSource in your region. Maybe you want to sink back into some, maybe you want to lead a third F event. Maybe you want to come join 
a part of the nation team to be a sector queue to kind of go from a Nantan level up to, you know, a sector level. So there, there's opportunities sure. out there. You're not just riding off to the F3 sunset, you know? Yeah. That's, it's, and I'll just, just as a, uh, as an example, um, not to be a Homer, but you know, like shady in our region down here in the fort, you mm. know, after he rolled off of being Nantan, he had a real passion for FNGs. And he's like, this is something that I saw as a gap when I, you know, when I was in my leadership role. And so he started kind of a, like a, an FNG committee, you know, yeah. got a bunch of guys yeah. wrangled up and they, they, you know, there's three or four or five guys. I don't remember how many it is that the not harass FNGs, but you know, yeah, but they, they like out, make they sure they like, stay in contact with them right, and invite get them, them back slack, out. And, get their yeah, number. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Bono, go ahead. Well, I, I claim shady by the way, already I've told him that, um, on that because that's apprenticeship is what he's doing. So I think part of, of when you guys were both talking, a lot of times they say, what's next, especially for the Nantan. And, and a lot of people think, oh, what's the nation got for me, right? I, I got to go go up. And I think part of it is if you want to change the world, the first thing you got to do is change your home and your own community. So if I can impact my community. And for example, this, I, and I was part of Grow Ruck. And I think part of the reason we started these calls, though, many, many years ago is because I kept harassing and saying, I want to talk to these guys because that was one of the things when we first started talking on Zoom calls and you and I were talking and that was that that passion on the national level was cool. And I honestly, I loved it. And GMO almost your your morning when I left Grow Rock, I mean, there was this period of what do I do? Literally. And so part of it was just to be upfront is and Tonk and I were um, we got tapped by um, our first F key right now. And, and his point was help us get organized with one of our CSOPs. And so we were trying to figure things out. And so the idea was the whole Eastern fleet came, came up because he and I were leading locally and all right, let's try to do this as OGs. And I said, we do it. We'd have to train new guys, but the whole Eastern fleet idea came because we're smoking cigars in a garage talking about how do we get the Eastern North Carolina regions together. Um, and that was the key thing there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and I know we're kind of coming on the end of our time here, but um, you know, you, you bring up a couple, couple uh, really important points. Um, and, uh, and, and Jimo, you, you had something you want to say though. Yeah. I just think it's really important to call out the importance of a shield lock. So if you've got an SU as an Antan and your, and your SLT really should pour into those men to form shield locks, because that is going to protect your concentrica from F3 and all of the time that it's willing to take from you. And if you're making decisions or you're spreading yourself too thin or you're unfocused, it's really that shield lock that should help hold you accountable to make sure that the relationships that are critical are uh, flourishing and uh, always accelerating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of a final thought here as we sort of wrap it up, but you know, you're, you're talking about how we form these things and how we do these things. And I really love this conversation of transition. And, and I know we'll end up spending a whole show about that uh, at some point in the future. But, um, you know, one thing I think that is important to remember for Nantans, first FQs, whoever, even Psyche, whatever it might be, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing in a, in a region. You will have some of that, you know, when you're asked to move on, you will have some of that hole, you know, that's left, right? And I think that even though I don't know if I agree with Cobbler about marriages uh, or relationships, it is important, I think, to go ahead and move on to something else in terms of, you know, your next job. And, and I think that one of the things I love about F3 uh, is that my responsibility, right, as president 
is, and I mean this very, very sincerely, is absolutely no more important than the responsibility of a site queue. In my sphere of influence, the things that I'm asked to do are no more important than, than the things that a man is doing on the ground right there in a workout, right? The, in fact, I would say in some ways, those, those jobs are almost more important because those are the proximate jobs. Those are the ones that actually touch hearts, that are the ones that actually inter, you know, interface with men. I, I sit in a room and make decisions and we try really hard not to make them in an ivory tower in an academic kind of a way, you know, where we're just sort of, oh, we think this might be nice, right? We try to get information, but, but to be clear, there's no such thing. And I mean, there is no such thing as a promotion within F3. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. The, in the, in the, in the critic, you know, in the, uh, the business world, right. We think of promotions and that usually comes with more money and more responsibility and all those kinds of things. P.S. There's no more money here. It, <laughs> you know, my salary is never going to increase. It's also never going to decrease. It's also never going to exist. Right. So, you know, the, the measures of success that we use in the world are terrible terrible ways of looking at how we measure success within F3 because we only measure success within F3 in terms of whether or not we're having impact on the mission. That's it. That's it. G GMO says, oftentimes we're here to love and to serve the packs and to help them accelerate. And that's it. Whether you're a site queue, whether you're whether you're a weasel shaker to a site queue, which is another discussion we're going to have at some point in the future, mm -hmm. right? doesn't matter what it is, right? Whatever your role is, if you if you self-appointed yourself the ruck queue, if you self-appointed yourself, you know the the uh, the queue source guy or whatever it is, your responsibility is exactly the same. The scope might change just a little bit, but it's exactly the same as any one of us uh, on this call, and that is to love and serve the packs and help him develop his leadership, help him accelerate, help him become the man that he has been created to yeah, be. And that's, that's right. it. And that's, that's right. and that's all. Yep. What if you've self-appointed yourself the queue of short shorts? Is that taking it a step too far? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I will say that there's some I'm heavy ask, competition for a friend. <laughs> there's some heavy competition on this call for the short, short King. You got Bono in here. You got uh, Kitty in here. You got yep. Bambino, uh, the bada bing in here. The key, honestly, the key really is the, is the relationship <laughs> between the width of the quad versus the shortness of the short. That's so the key. For the I was just going to say gobbler often, uh, has worn some short shorts and likes to say thick thighs saves lives. That's usually right before I throw up. Uh, is when he says that, but um, and, uh, Fridays, everybody wears short shorts on Fridays, Fruit of Loom Fridays. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's disturbing, uh, in its own way. That is not going in the stuff worth trying manual. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. And if it ever shows up there, I'll have it deleted. Yep, but for guys like you and Gmo or Gmo, you and uh, Bing, like there's no such thing as short shorts. You can't, I mean, what do you, you'd have to, I mean, every shorts are short shorts, right? <laughs> Seven foot monsters. Right. Anyhow. Hey, gentlemen, uh, Bing just typed in the chat that I have a face for radio. That's a different podcast, bro. So we're going to have to come up with a different sign off for this one. But uh, um, I will say this, that uh, I, as, as the guy who's been asked to, to lead this organization for the, the next little while, could not be, and I, I mean this very sincerely, could not be more grateful uh, for the men that I get to serve with uh, and the way that they serve the nation. It is refreshing and wonderful to know that the things that are in my heart and the love that I have for the men 
I don't have to worry about whether or not the men are going to be taken care of because these guys are working their butts off every single day. As are many, many, many of you who are hearing this, you're working your butts off every single day to make impact on the man to your left and to your right and to get them to where they need to go to make them more effective husbands, more effective fathers, uh, and so on and so on down the line. So thank you. You're here. You're my brother. Virtual fist bump. Is that a fist bump through the screen? That's a, that's a C-SPAN C fist bump right there. Love it. And I was watching Bono. I knew exactly where we were time-wise. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time.